The book of Luke 19, 26 through 27. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. These words belong to Christ, with which he summed up the given uh, by him parable about the kingdom of heaven, about the ten minas, which represent in this case the weight of silver. The people in the given parable who received silver but refused to invest it are identified as the enemy of the Lord, who do not want the master who has given them silver to reign over them. In other words, investing our silver, we in this way allow God to rule over us, govern over us. If we do not invest the silver, then in this way we refuse uh, God governing over us or ruling over us. Therefore, people who receive silver and who do invest it demonstrate the reign of their master over them. At the same time, people who received silver but refused to invest it demonstrate their disobedience. Silver in the given parable does not just mean a precious metal as a gift and treasure, but the faith teaching faith, calling, responsibility, and good wisdom. And if you expound on the version of the given place, the first part of the given verse, then we will get the following. For I say to you that to everyone who has good wisdom, he will be given, and from him who does not have good wisdom, what he has will be taken away. In other words, to have a good, to have this good wisdom means to invest your silver, or complete your journey and keep your faith, which practically demonstrates acknowledgement of the reign of our Master over us. Relevant to this, I want to bring forth a place of Scripture where the call to have good wisdom is given as a command. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious in the original as wise and watchful in your prayers. This word is certainly a warning. They are commandments of God that we are familiar with, and they and they are addressed practically to all generations of the nation of God until the end of time. Looking at these words, I would like to make a conclusion that people who give their tithes upon the conditions of God are wise people. People giving upon their own conditions or not giving at all are foolish people, prompting God's wrath or the wrath of the Master over them, which will come upon them as a harvest in time. And just like when you need to give birth, you cannot escape the pain of the of birth. Even looking at all of this lightly upon the given commands make us understand that first all events in the world and all of our beginnings or our activity in the world and we ourselves we all everything is coming to an end the harvest and judgment either punishment or reward when God will weigh each one of us upon the scale of his justice we need to note that the result of a good end 
the good judgment is placed in direct dependence of having wisdom due to which we will be able to be vigilant in prayer because to be vigilant in prayer is to be vigilant standing guard of the truth that's in your heart we can pray only those words that have come out of the mouth of God and are imprinted in scripture and we need to be vigilant in prayer that our prayer be in accordance to the de- to the demands of the truth that is concealed in our heart to everything there is a season as it's written that there's going to be an end to all events as we know in time in, in the world and in scripture there's more than one place that notes this uh, very fact to everyone everything there's a season a time for every purpose under heaven Ecclesiastes 3 1 and if we will not uh, make it within the time frame that God has given to fulfill our calling to cast off of ourselves our old man with his deeds to renew our mind with the spirit of our mind and clothe our body into the resurrection of Christ then it is not a, re- a reward that waits for us but the opposite the Lord will never command a man to have what he is not able to in other words we are offered wisdom and foolishness you have the choice wisdom or foolishness and if a person does not put forth the effort to uh, accept to expand within himself to develop within himself uh, wisdom so that he knows it with his heart then this place will immediately be filled with foolishness that unfortunately a person uh, will think or consider to be wisdom I see this way this is what's been open to me this is how my mind understands to be wise is to have a uh, conscious mind to determine the signs of the times to be uh, discreet to be righteous to be wise is one of the identifications of righteousness and so a person who has wisdom is a person who performs righteousness or uh, turns the trusted to him silver uh, turns it to profit in prayer we bring before the face of the Lord our tithes and we need to remember and keep in mind that there are two uh, very uh, fundamental prayers that are linked to one another that actually uh, satisfy one the other this is your state and your practice of the prayer and so the kind of state of the prayer you'll have is the the way that you will practice it and so if one of these forms of prayer due to our ignorance or uh, if we're negligent uh, in one of them then the others also then neglected here Apostle Peter talks about wisdom in prayer and it's not so much uh, the practicing of it but the state of it we need to keep in mind that uh, looking at the first aspect as the state of prayer not practicing of prayer but specifically your state of prayer your incorrect state of in prayer then transforms our practicing of our prayer to into abomination and so if we don't have a, a prayer state then it does not matter how, what, how accurate our words may be or that we're using because these words they pursue uh, 
unfaithful goals or incorrect goals. Not having a good state of prayer is not having good motives. That means your altar is not consecrated. That means your altar is then not an altar of the Lord, but a, a an altar of idol worshiping, where we bring forth our own desires, because an altar represents the interests and motives of God. The offering itself upon this altar is brought so that these motives and goals be fulfilled. And so if you don't have an altar of the Lord, if you have not built yourself into an altar of the Lord, if you don't know God's will for you, you have your own imagination of how God needs to bless us, then we are not, we are using the right words, but we're not offering it upon God's altar, but what belongs to our idol, to our mind. The seal of the beast or mark of the beast on the forehead and right hand is no different uh, from the seal of God or mark of God. To bring people to bring people into error and to sub, uh, to draw them to his own will. The devil does not change the very fundamental uh, components of prayer. You could check according to scripture on praying correctly, but he does not, he tries to have a person not pay attention to the motives. He has no need to change even the motives, but but he will focus he will have you focus more on uh, prayer itself and having miracles and signs that for the most part will also not look much different from the true miracles and signs of God because when people pray according to scripture not having a state of prayer in their heart they pursue their own goals using the right words and so that's how many deceived Christians are marching under the banners of hell thinking they're marching under the banners of heaven and think that they're going or marching toward heaven when they're actually marching toward hell because they have placed for themselves uh, a priority to practice prayer and focus on practicing prayer and the form of those prayers and they rely upon God's promises but only to satisfy their own personal desires the scripture says he who gets wisdom loves his own soul he who keeps understanding will find good Proverbs 19.8 and so when we honor God with our tithes and our offerings we need to have the right motives right motives are to seek God's face and knowledge about Him, not materialistic prosperity, because the emissaries of mammon, they bring forth almost all the places of Scripture showing that God wants to materialistically bless us. God wants us uh, to be wealthy. I don't see in Scripture that God wants us to be uh, rich materialistically. It's not written there anywhere. It's written that God wants us to be rich in faith. That's what God wants. Because everything that's in this world, it will be burned. This is not that true wealth that we can become rich with. True wealth is knowledge about God and His commandments. This is properly and correctly honoring God and worshiping Him. 
God has prepared for us in incorrupt form of wealth. And that is the word that we hear, that abides forever, that does not rust, that does not decay, moth uh, can't destroy it or rust. And it's interesting that the tithes that we uh, bring to God, they are converted into this imperishable wealth. And so just as on earth, those people who have more means, they are uh, more respected and they can allow uh, themselves more than those that don't have more money. It's the same thing. Uh, same thing will be in, he- in the new heaven, new earth. Those who ha- have dedicated themselves greater and uh, those are the ones that will be more respected and those will have more options, opportunities in the new heaven and new earth. They ask me a question often, what will we, what will we be doing there? You know, when God created this world, He created it uh, in the image of the unseen heaven and, and unseen earth, the new. They work there too. And there are servants there, there are masters there. Because servants are angels and the masters are the children of God. And so they're also... It much will determine on what we bring there and God is not looking at the quantity or amount that you're bringing but the, in the way that you bring it the, the state in which you bring it what do we seek do we seek to know God do we want to see God's face do we want that the promise that uh, has been given for our body to redeem our body here on earth do we want it to be fulfilled this is what we want it, we need to seek this will be testimony of the fact that we will be raptured, that we will not be in the kingdom of heaven, but that we will be the kingdom of heaven. There will be those that will see things from the light of Jerusalem and walk in the light of Jerusalem, but the others will be that Jerusalem, will be that kingdom. There's a. It's very important that when we honor God with our tithes and offerings to do this, Uh, cheerfully and with reverence this is a privilege this is a great privilege to know who we honor and how we honor him let us stand up and we will honor our Lord with our tithes and our offerings in accordance to the demands of of God that are written in scripture and that we hear and we will sing a song teach me my Lord to fulfill your will in all things Every time we honor God with our tithes and our offerings according to His command, we worship God, we then have access into into His courts, we acknowledge His authority and we demonstrate our love to Him because love love to God is fulfilling His commandments and tithes are the fundamental command that was placed in Eden, given in Eden in the form of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This was the tree of the Lord that a person did not have the right to uh, touch or eat of. God planted the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life and all the rest of the trees with man. He did this in collaboration with man. He, uh, but God told them that you can eat of any tree, but not of this one. And so people who... Uh, take of the tithe that is within their possession but does not belong to them, they they will, in the spiritual sense, die. Let us sing.
happily remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings either in the tabernacle of Moses or in the temple of Solomon they were required as a command that God uh, gave Moses to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation which they were faithful to for thousands of years we are that same Israel. We are connected to the same roots. We are nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hands over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. I do not give in impurity, and I do not give in sorrow, and I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege 
to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.